Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right, F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rough Cut Sportscast. I do not have the... Oh, I do have the intro video loaded. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, A.J. Johnson. What's up, buddy? How's it going on this beautiful hump day? How how many birthday cocktails you had already? (laughs) Dude, it has been a day and a half, okay? Seems like uh, you're playing catch-up over here to the rest of the whole world. It has been a day and a half over here, buddy, for this for this guy. To be completely honest, and I love doing this because I love going behind the curtain and having our fans go behind the curtain. I we obviously did our fantastic, fantastic championship Sunday shows. We did five shows. Everyone was watching. The boys were buzzing. Everyone was loving it. I thought I deleted our old intro video from our doc. And replaced yeah. it with the new one for that specific show. And I was looking through everything. And I guess I should label things better because I didn't see it. And I was like, all right, we're just starting the show because I can't find it. And then I realized, oh, wait, here it is. And so you're, I was like, I was about two seconds away from taking care of it for you. But I knew you'd come through because you always do, Vinny. I appreciate how is, lying how, how has it been, man? Tell us about your day. It's, it's, it's Vinny's birthday, everybody. So jump in the comments. Wish him a happy birthday. He's like old and stuff now. He's no longer able to be on his parents' insurance. So. I, am on, <laughs> I am officially on the wrong side of twenty-five, and it's mm. like I don't. I'm, I'm not one of those guys. I don't really like think about age that much. I don't really care like, like to think about age that much. But I'm just like uh, birthday. Like I don't know, man. Birthdays are just days to me at this point. But I did come home. My lovely wife had dinner ready for me. She cleaned my office for me. She got everything ready. I had a nice little family Zoom session before everyone was wishing me happy birthday because they knew I had to be here at eight o'clock, of course. And uh, yeah, no, so it's it's going good. I, some big plans on Saturday with some family and and things like that. But uh, yeah, no, no, it's it's a good birthday, you know. Nice. Nice. Are you? Well, I appreciate you... you coming on on your birthday to do the work, you know, put in the work, put in the time. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Today, though. I want to let everyone know today we are talking, of course, NFL, as you can see it in the title. You're probably looking at the title. You're like, the NFL's wild ride. Wait a second. Yeah. The NFL's wild ride. And I see quarterbacks listed in the description here up here. What are you guys talking about? 
Well, it's something that we have not touched on in a while or at all, really. And it's the wild ride that we are going to have in the NFL this offseason with potential quarterback moves, all these new coaching hires. This is going to be possibly one of the most eventful NFL offseasons we have ever seen. At least for my lifetime. I don't remember an NFL offseason like this before. AJ, do you? You're older than me. I'll let that dig go because it's your birthday. <laughs> you know, with the NFL, man, some of these offseasons just come and go. You know, like it, it, you get the 16 games, you get the whole season, and everyone's tuned in more than ever. But then the offseason hits, you're watching all your other favorite sports, and you just kind of remember it's kind of like the NFL trade deadline. There's not always that much activity. You may get a couple big names here and there, but in recent memory, I, I don't have one that could be as big as this one has already been with so many coaches hired and about to be with so many quarterbacks. That's the big deal here. All these quarterbacks, the list is heavy with the names of quarterbacks that can potentially be on the move. So you're right. It's going to be a great offseason in, in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about it. And today we are, of course, we are talking about some of those potential quarterbacks that could be on the market, could be traded, could be signed. So many on that list. And, of course, I want to bring up the coaching, all the coaching activity that has happened in the past few weeks. But, of course, before we get into that, AJ, you got to tell these lovely, beautiful listeners where they can find us at. Where they can find us. Well... I think our Twitter's been popping off. I appreciate everyone with the likes at Rough Cut underscore sports uh, right here on Facebook where some of you guys are watching us at Rough Cut Sports. And then the Instagram, the Rough Cut Sportscast. Vinny and I have been working on some nice little graphics to bolster up the pictures for you guys on there. So hope you guys enjoy what you've been seeing. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, share, share, share. Tell everybody. And, of course, today's episode is brought to you by HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com, your place, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm very upset. Our fans, our beautiful listeners, I did not receive any packages from Halftime Sports Collectibles here in my mailbox from you guys. I'm sure it's just I'm just wait, it's just waiting. But if you didn't get me anything, now's your time. Go over to HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com to order your sports memorabilia. AJ, buddy, are you ready? I, I want this has been on my mind so much lately. This the, the head co- all these head coaching hires, obviously my Jacksonville Jaguars and your Atlanta Falcons are featured in the teams that have new head coaches. I it's been on my mind, man. I love this. I love the head coaching stuff, man. I'm glad are you sure you do because the last I recall, you weren't very happy with the head coach hire that you guys have made, do you want to start there? I mean, there's a lot of movement. You want to start with your beloved Jacksonville, soon-to-be Justin Fields owners, Jaguars? How, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, I would love to start in in Jacksonville because I got to be honest, man, at first – I was a little skeptical of this hire. Urban Meyer was not on my list of, of co- coaches that I wanted to be on the Jags. It was it was Eric Bieniemy number one, who he still doesn't have a job. That's absolutely insane. Uh, and number two, Robert Salah, who uh, who went to the New York mm. Jets after the first domino fell, which was the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I was like, okay, Urban Meyer puts butts in seats. That is this hire, okay? Obviously, Urban Meyer has a great college football track record of winning. He's a very, very successful coach, and maybe he's going to bring that to Jacksonville. I 
was not crazy about the hire. And then I was like, okay, this is going to be great for the city of Jacksonville. It's going to put butts in seats for this, for the games. It's going to get the crowd bumping. We're going to have Trevor Lawrence and maybe just maybe urban Meyer can work out. He's the one of the winningest coaches in college football history. He could he he's built teams. He built Florida. He built, what was it? Where did he, was he at uh, Bowling Green before he was at, at Florida? He's built Utah. a lot of college football programs to be very, very successful Maybe he can do it here in Jacksonville. The Jags were one of those teams, though, who also needed a general manager. They hired from within, which was a very, very – I can't remember the guy's name. This is terrible, terrible. I'm sorry. But they hired within with their general manager position. They interviewed guys like Lewis Riddick, and I was like, okay, let's go. Let's bring Lewis Riddick in here. But instead, they went from within, which is very questionable because, I mean, the Jags last season and the past moves that they've made – Trent Balky, that's his. Trent Balky, yep. <laughs> you, did you see me uh, teeing it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used to be the general manager for the San Francisco 49ers, had a lot of failures there at that time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is very worrying. But I think for Jags fans watching at home, this is Urban Meyer's team. It's smart that they're not giving Urban Meyer the GM role because we obviously saw what happened with Bill O'Brien. But Ooh. what it's going to be, it's going to be like a partnership here. It's going to be like a partnership with Balky and Urban Meyer and they're going to make magic. Go Jags. What about your first off? Well, first off, let me say the fact that at first, I love Lewis Riddick in the booth. He's fantastic in the booth. If you ask me on that Monday night broadcast, but the fact that he hasn't been given a GM job, it blows my mind. This man knows so much about football and player personnel. I mean, a lot of people point to his Detroit lions job when he was in the front office there, he didn't have as much control as he would as a GM position. I, I absolutely think he should be given a GM position somewhere. There's too many, there are too many organizations that have nothing to lose by giving him a shot. You know, uh, sure you're back a year, but let's be honest, how much were you really going to move <laughs> in a year? So I want to say that off my chest. I do think Urban Meyer is going to be better than a lot of people believe. I know he hasn't had NFL coaching, but there's something to be said to an eventual coach who's been in the game that long that coaching will be coaching. He knows how to make adjustments and catch up to the speed of the NFL. With my hire, with uh, the Falcons hiring Arthur Smith, I mean, at first I was kind of like, you, I wasn't upset, but I just didn't really know how to feel about it. The one thing that I can relate to is how I told you I want them to hire an offensive-minded coach. We tried to go the route of a defense because we already had a high-powered, talented offense. We saw that the effect of the offense had kind of dipped down. Sure, they still sling the ball all over the place, we couldn't get a running game going. And Arthur Smith from the Tennessee Titans, granted he had Derrick Henry, you know, they they had the second uh, rushing offense in the league only to the Baltimore Ravens. So if we can find ourselves a running back, if we can do something there, I like the hire of the offensive coach. I'm hoping that he can keep us in that top five or put us in that top five range that he just left as far as the offense goes. And then we get a solid defensive coordinator who can make things happen to his liking. So I'm hoping something of that nature. Now it's going to depend. Do we do we move on from Matt Ryan? Do we move on from Julio Jones? Do we move on from a both? You know, that's a scary thought process for me. I wanted to actually ask you. That's something I've never actually even even off the air. Are what do you want the Falcons to do? Are are you are you on board with getting rid of? To me, I don't want. I don't think any Falcons fans should be wanting to get rid of Matt Ryan. But instead grab his replacement what are you what do you want to see from arthur smith with this with this team what do you want to see him do that that's where i'm at i i think i think 
unless you're getting a decent price from Matt Ryan, which is going to be hard to do because as much as we've been, we've seen him come off an MVP season four years ago, we've seen him still put up consistent numbers as a high prolific passer as he's been. People aren't that high on Matt Ryan anymore. You know, he drafted in 2008. It's now 2020. Yeah, we're seeing signal callers playing in their 40s, but is Matt Ryan going to be one of them? You know, I don't know if he can get enough to move from him. So I like the idea of bringing in his replacement. Right now in the first mock draft, they're linking him to the uh, Falcons to Zach Wilson. I'm not going to say anything against Zach Wilson because I haven't seen enough tape from him. I know people are high on him with BYU and what he's been able to do. I will wait till we start mock drafting to really put a thought process on that if it stays there. But I would like to see them bring in a replacement or get someone to help him this year and find a potential replacement later in the draft. I don't think you have to go as early as four or even top 10 to find your QB in this draft unless you have already moved on from Matt Ryan. Um, So hopefully it's a bring in a replacement, let Matt Ryan coach him within the offense, and we go from there. Yeah, it's – I, I I've seen those drafts where they draft like a like a um a Zach Wilson or even a Justin Fields. I like that move. I really do like them bringing in an experience or not an experience, a new rookie quarterback to kind of learn under that Matt Ryan system. I mean, Matt Ryan's I don't think Matt Ryan's a bad quarterback. I don't think he's yeah. bad at all. You got Calvin Ridley there as well. Julio Jones, when healthy, can still be good. They have a lot of good pieces there. I think that I think that's going to end up being a very good situation for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Now I want to look at the rest of these moves here before we move on. There have been, like I said, this is just the beginning for those moves that are happening. Taking a look here, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, New York Jets. My favorite hire is this second one here listed. Yeah, New York Jets bringing in Robert Salah, the complete opposite of Adam Gase, the complete opposite. This is a guy mm-hmm. who brings energy. He brings passion. He brings fire. Adam Gase was just like, he well, brings knowledge. <laughs> he just brings Peyton Manning success. Possibly is just, that's all Adam Gase yeah. was good for was the Peyton Manning thing. But the jets bring in Robert Salah, the Los Angeles chargers bring in Brandon Staley from the Rams. Obviously we just talked about the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Smith, the Detroit lions though, bringing in Dan Campbell. Did you see his press conference? I've heard about it. I never got a chance to go back to it. There was a couple other press conferences I was looking into, like the Nick Casario press conference, and I've been following the press conferences of the games. But it is on my watch later list because I do want to see what everyone was talking about here. Yeah, it's it's very, very entertaining. And then the Eagles getting Nick Sirianni from the Colts. Obviously, you did not see though the Houston Texans still are without a head coach. If I, I they, they are a mess, a mess of a franchise. It's I I still don't get how Eric Bieniemy is still out there. There's people are just talking about how like he doesn't call the plays. He's still coaching under one of the best football minds in like football history, history. with Andy Reid. He, he it's not like he's not calling any of these plays. Let's be real here. It's not like he's not calling anything, and he's just basically just standing there just to stand there. Right. He is working with this team, and I mean, to me, if I'm the Houston Texans, I know I've seen the reports of Deshaun Watson saying it doesn't matter who they hire, I want out. But you reach out to Eric Bieniemy because that's who originally Deshaun Watson wanted. And you go get Eric Bieniemy and say, "Hey, do you think you can fix this relationship with Sean Watson? Because that's what they need the most." Eric Bieniemy so, needs to go. Man. Let me say a couple of things to that. First and foremost, 
Shout out to my wonderful mother who has stopped into the show to say hello. Uh, I appreciate the family support. Much love because the, the world has been blessed by you birthing me. So thank you so very much. <laughs> secondly, secondly, I sincerely hope if you've noticed um, a couple, we've heard two things from the Houston Texans organization on coaching. They were looking into Josh McCown. <laughs> That's rough. And there was one other name linked to that. And then there was a conversation about Eric Bieniemy as well. Since then, we haven't heard much about their coaching situation. What I'm hoping that means is that Eric Bieniemy is at the top of their list and Bieniemy has told them, I'm interested, but I have a Super Bowl to win first. One of the things that really annoyed me about Kyle Shanahan moving to the 49ers, he got that job before the Super Bowl. And it's like he stunted and wanted to show them what they were getting and he blew a Super Bowl. His mind was in two different places. I, I think Eric Bieniemy has the wherewithal to understand this is now. We'll worry about later next time. And if that's the case, the Deshaun Watson thing will not be fixed after he is hired. That needs to be something that they do before he decides to go there. And honestly, if he can't keep Deshaun Watson, I, I really hope that he doesn't take that job. And, and it goes a lot to what a lot of African-American media men are saying how a lot of these blackhead coaches are either looked over for jobs or when they finally get the opportunity, they're given a job that is the hardest to overcome. Granted, Robert Salah just got <laughs> the <laughs> Jets job, but he is also a minority coach. So it's the same thought process. So I hope that Deshaun Watson's, you know, and Eric Bambi can figure something out, or maybe they tamper with each other on the low and they find out where to go together. Yeah, it's like I said, I, I still, I just, Eric Bieniemy needs a job, and if I if I'm Eric Bieniemy and I don't get a job this year, I'm waiting until Andy Reid retires, and then you get gifted the best yeah. quarterback in the NFL in Patrick yeah. Mahomes. That that would be the smart idea. But yeah. then again, I really do wish more coordinators. And I understand what the valor of coming a head coach and how long you work for so much, but I hate the rush. I mean, how long was Zach Taylor under Jean- Sean McVay before he was given the Bengals job? You know, things like that. I, Frank Wright, you know, he left Detroit comes back to he goes to Philly as a coordinator wins a Super Bowl. If you're really good at these things, stick with it for, you know, as long as you can. You're and then it's undoubt it's undoubted that you will get that head coaching job. Imagine being the coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, you win four Super Bowls and and you're attested to being the reason why year in and year out. You think multiple people are going to look over you for a head coaching job? I don't I, I don't see that being the case. So, but that's just me. I get it. Like, that's like telling your backup, you've held the clipboard really well. Why don't you do that a couple more years and you'll get your shot, you know? So, either way, it's going to be a fun ride seeing where all of these coaches go. I, you know, I see this comment here from our good friend Michael Sherman here. I, he says the Colts seem to be blowing things up. I don't, yeah, I don't agree. I don't. Either. I don't I don't think I agree with that because we're going to get into uh, talking about our quarterbacks here and, and where all these quarterbacks that are listed could be going to. I don't think the Colts are one of those teams that that are blowing things up. I think that they're going to be in on at least one of these quarterbacks that we're going to be discussing. And they're not – I don't think they're going to be blowing, blowing it up. They're going to be on their way to – I mean, Tennessee? Do you, you see Tennessee? We'll get into it. We'll get we'll get into it here. <laughs> AJ, are you ready to get into this court this uh quarterback carousel is what I like to call it? I do have one more question about oh, yeah, the coaches for you. 
Is there a coach that you see who've been hired of that list that is going to be a huge factor in the QB situation? You know, like I think about Dan Campbell at the Lions. We know Matt Stafford's leaving, but um, think about uh, Nick in Philadelphia. Is he going to be a reason that Wentz leaves or goes? Is there a QB that you see tied to a new coach that could be the biggest factor of how that situation plays out? Uh, I think it's. And I don't threw think it that, in your face there. Man. No, no, no. It's good. I like it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it because it's one of those things that's like all of these. I think I think Robert Salah is going to have a lot to do with Sam Darnold. He's probably – he's on our list. It's a good one. Uh, I, I think that that is what uh, – Matt Ryan isn't included on our list, but I think Arthur Smith helps him have some security there because I think Arthur Smith, what he had in, in Tennessee is uh, yeah. Ryan who was a slightly really above point. average game game manager and that's what matt ryan is and uh, i really like that point about arthur smith actually that that made me feel i don't think, better about I, what I, don't think outside of, I don't think outside of those guys though i don't think there's any any real ties there i mean if if anything if anything it pushes carson wentz out the door because nick sirianni knows the indianapolis colts might be in on him and that's where right. nick sirianni came from so maybe that connection's there and they're like oh hey let me reach out to my old team and and see if we can make a deal to get Carson Wentz out of here. But that's, as, I think that's as far as I'll go with that. I mean, so, no, it, that wouldn't be it. Yeah, no, that, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence and, and, and uh, Urban Meyer though. I mean, that connection. Yeah, that don't count. That, that'll that's be, different. That's that'll different. Be. That, that don't count. <laughs> Are you ready to talk some quarterbacks? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's it. do it here. So today, the main event of today's show is, we're talking quarterbacks. And AJ, I just want to let you know something. While this show is happening, that graphic that I made right before the show is now gone. Stop. <laughs> Swear to God. Swear <laughs> to God. It's gone. But it's okay because I'm a professional and I have a backup plan. Kind of. you would. Because, you know, you the, fans under, the fans at home understand that we are not perfect. We are not perfect. But here's the list of quarterbacks that could be on the move. Obviously, hey. here. And and in our beautiful ways here, but you look take a look at this list here. Some quarterbacks whose futures are in question. I will credit ESPN for this graphic here. We're not going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not gonna... let, let, let's let's put it out there right now. We're not going to talk to Sean Watson. We have that that has been a thing where it's just it has been beaten and beaten what else can be said? and beaten down. A quarterback that's not listed on here though, that I do want to bring up because I know you have something. You have some thoughts on this, and I really wanted to hear it. It's Drew Brees. Mm. Drew Brees is not listed on this, and there's been a lot of rumors saying he's going to retire, but there, you're a competitor, AJ. You've played sports before. You know that maybe a loss like that might that's, kind of dwell on your decision. What do you think? That's exactly my thought process. Like, Think about think about the way this went down. First off, Drew Brees may retire almost every year. The last time we talked about him retiring, he inked a two-year deal for 50 mil a year, I think it was, or maybe 25, 30 a year, whatever. And he came right back to do it again. Then think about the year he just had. 2020, the season began in question because of, you know, circumstances above all of our powers. Then they finally get the season going. Games are canceled. Players are in and out due to COVID protocols. He gets injured again with 11 broken ribs and a collapsed lung. 
And a lot of people don't know this. Drew Brees played with a torn rotator cuff for 75 to 80 percent of the season. He wasn't able to do the things he's able to do. You're talking about a QB who was renowned for his intermediate and deep ball throwing, even at his age. This year, he barely averaged five yards per throw. Then you finally get the GOAT matchup you've always wanted against Tom Brady in the in the uh, NFC playoffs, in the divisional round. And you go 19 for 34 for 134 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, and your best wide receiver doesn't even record a catch. Stuff like that stings, man. When you know your team has been better than that, you know your team is capable of doing so much more, and you love the game and the city you're in the way Drew Brees undoubtedly does, I find it harder and harder to hang it up. Now, there's family that comes in that. You know, his wife may be like, dude, 20 years. Look at what I endured watching you endure what you endured. Your kids are getting older. I know the booth is calling. Things like that play, but like you said, you use that word competitor. And Drew Brees is a competitor. I can see I can see them going at it one last time. You know, and maybe it is something where he tries to go at it one more time and he lets people know at the beginning, if I can't do it, midseason might be a thing. You may see me take a backseat role and let the new guys start going and I coach them through the end of the season. That's not off the table. It's Drew Brees. He can say things like that. He can decide it's better for my team for me to hold the clipboard and show them what I see out there and get them ready for the new regime. So I hope he doesn't retire. I would love to see him get one more crack at it. Eventually the writing's on the wall. And I think that writing can be one year away. It could be it could be very sad to see him retire. Like that's one of those things that football fans they don't want to see, but like we all have to admit that this Drew Brees was not the Drew Brees that we are we are used to seeing. It's just not. And oh, do you think it would hurt his career though if he did come back? No. Nope. nope. You don't think it would? You don't think he could no. tarnish like what he did and his stats and things like that. But like when you bring up Drew Brees in a conversation after he does retire, if he were to come back next year and plays the same as he did this year, do you think that that would be more of a talking point than his like phenomenal career? In, in the very recent memory, but you will never have a conversation about Drew Brees that doesn't ultimately go back to who he was his entire career because he's been too great. He leaves in everything but passing touchdowns, who is Tom Brady, and he's just a little bit behind you. Career yards, completion. He holds record upon record. He's undoubtedly one of the greatest quarterbacks we have ever seen play the game. His his legacy is cemented. If he comes back next year, and the reason is because you can't sleep at night because of the worst game that would be your last game, imagine if Tom Brady retired after he threw that interception to Tom uh, to the Tennessee Titans and Malcolm and Malcolm Butler or Logan Ryan, I think it was actually. Yeah. Uh, and that was his last thing. You think he'd sleep well with that being the last thing? If Drew Brees came back and let this next season be known as what it was, we would call him a competitor. I don't think we'd ever be like, oh, but that last season, he's done too much already. Yeah, no, I I agree. And it is sad that it, that that would happen if if he were to call it a career and it ends on that. I mean. And he and not even he didn't even mention we didn't even mention the fact that he beat Tom Brady twice this season, and just yeah. couldn't yeah. couldn't could not get it done. Also, me being the constant professional that I am, boom, hey, there you go. You There's the graphic. Here. This is a slightly <laughs> modified version of what I had 
But you see these lists. These are all players that could possibly be moved this offseason, right. or you could see them in different places. And, I mean, we posted about Aaron Rodgers. Most people – I don't know if you guys – I don't know if you saw it on the Pat McAfee show, but Aaron Rodgers goes on there frequently, or once a week, I think. And yeah. McAfee actually asked him about if he was going to – like, what is – like, tell the details about your comment that you had uh, after the game. And Rogers was like, it was just one of those spur of the moment things. Like it's just, I mean, it's, it's obvious so that no one knows the future of where they're going to be, but Aaron Rodgers made it sound like he was going to stay and re- remain a Packer. But there's another quarterback here after him. That is very, very interesting. And it's, Oh, he's not even listed on here because I forgot to put him on here. And it's Jared Goff. Oof. It's Jared Goff. That's Oof. why it doesn't look right. That's it's recent. Jared Goff. That That's is a recent though to your respects. Exactly. And so Jared Goff, though, is a quarterback that I want to bring up to you because today, according to Ian Rappaport, there is going to be a quarterback competition next season between Jared Goff and John Wolford in Los Angeles if Goff remains on the team. Now, I personally hate that report because it's just so far away. I don't like it. But what are your thoughts on Jared Goff and his future in Los Angeles? Well, if we go back to how, you know, I thought about him in the playoffs, yeah, I I think he's I think he's plateaued. I think he's peaked. You know, Jared Goff has been a polarizing quarterback for years now. He drafted first overall over uh over Carson Wentz. First couple of years with Jeff Fisher, he was abysmal. I remember Jeff Fisher said Jared Goff would be the fourth QB on our depth chart if we had four QBs. And you know, he comes out and he does look bad. Jeff Fisher's let go. Sean McVay comes in, and Jared Goff throws bombs. That offense was prolific. He had so many pieces around him. Jared Goff's a new guy. He gets the contract that Carson Wentz is hoping for, the contract that Dak Prescott's hoping for. And then as soon as he gets some money, the questions about Jared Goff returns. I thought he'd be the reason that they lost their playoff games. Kind of, kind of became the truth. I'm not surprised that he is going to enter a QB competition. I'm surprised that it's with John Walford. I didn't see I didn't see what apparently this front office is seeing in his hopeful replacement from them. You know, and granted he was knocked out of the game quite early, so we didn't get that opportunity. And of course they see him daily and we see him in a hospital. But that's, that's one of the reasons why I, I like uh Bailey asked me that question earlier. Did John Wolford actually show potential of like deserving this quarterback competition? I was like I didn't see much from him that like warranted this like big quarter like a big quarterback battle. I did like I didn't I didn't think he did that much better than Goff, if better at all. I mean, right. uh, do you think that the pressure of that contract that Jared Goff got is weighing in on on Jared Goff and his production? It has to be, and it and it's because of the production. I mean, you give money like that at that time, and the you know you got to remember these QBs were re-upped, if I'm not mistaken, after Kirk Cousins was fully guaranteed. So now these quarterbacks are getting more guaranteed money. And once that becomes a thing, your production now has to show more than ever. And what was it? 110, I think it was with 97 to 100 million guaranteed. At that point, it is nothing short. You can't miss the playoffs last year, you know, and granted you're injured this year, but you can't come into the playoffs and put the performance you put up this year with that defense. You have that defense helped you out of a lot, a lot of troublesome areas against the Packers, and you still weren't able to make something happen against a defense who came on stronger at the end of the year, but by no means were prolific. So to me, that contract has to, but 
you can't put that all on him because the front office made the decision to do that, you know, and they have the right to be like, well, we gave you the money. You haven't given us a production. So now you're going to have to prove it again. You know, they could have done one better. They could have been like, Hey, we're just going to move on. They're going to get, if, if this is true, they're going to give him the opportunity to prove he's still their guy. And, but I guarantee if he wins that battle, you're looking at Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles midseason. If he's not producing, they will give John Walford starts and let him show if he was actually the guy. So it's it's a now or never situation for Jared Goff. And if he doesn't perform coming up this season, he will be let go the year after. Yeah, and they're not in a position to draft the replacement for Jared Goff because they don't have any first round picks. And I was looking, I just decided to take a look at where he listed in terms of total value and ter- uh, for, for contract. He is right behind Stafford and he is right. Uh, he's tied in total value with Aaron Rodgers. So, and Aaron Rodgers, there was reports of Aaron wow. Rodgers saying that if Aaron Rodgers wants to get paid even more money because he's getting paid as much as Jared Goff. This is the one thing I don't like though. A lot of people focus on like, the money value of some of these contracts, we have to be real with ourselves here. This world, this league continues to grow and grow in terms of financial like success. Quarterbacks are getting paid more and more and more money. And it's, it's just what it is. It is what it is. Next man up mentality. (laughs) Exactly. And now I, I see a comment here from, from Michael Sherman again here with, you could put Tua on there and Jalen hurts Tua could possibly be on that. But I, I, and I, I really wanted to bring this up. First of all, I don't uh, Jalen Hurts. I don't think can be on that list. He's not moving. Uh, I know Michael, He's you're a big, you're a big Eagles guy, but I'm not. I, I is I don't. Jalen Hurts will get to start over Wentz before they yeah, move him. I I can't see that happening. But in terms of Tua, though, the the name Tua has been floating around there, but I would not trade Tua. I I am not in favor of trade. I mean, maybe for Deshaun Watson if that's exactly. the movie you're going to make, but that's I'm it. not trying to get rid of Tua because. A, he's still on that rookie contract, and something we've talked about a lot on this show is capitalizing on the value that the rookies make on their first year, uh, first set of uh, deal, their first deal, and bring in the pieces, start paying everyone around him, and capitalize on that. You can't do that with Sean Watson. You bring in Deshaun Watson, you might you might have to make cuts to 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 afford a Deshaun Watson, and I don't think Tua has had a fair sh- uh, fair shot at this either. Give him a full training camp, give him a non COVID season, and then start to truly assess what's happening. This Jalen Hurts thing, though, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't do see that. that. The only knock I have on Miami's organization this year was the handling of Tua. I think they could have done that much better. I, I've I've lamented this all season. They rushed it. And and I, I'm not blame, I'm blaming the front office. I don't think this was Brian Flores. I think he backed it because you don't you know you don't snake your organization until they've really really wronged you. They've given him multiple opportunities, so you know he did what they had to do. But come on, man, Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing lights out when you did this, and then you had to recant on your decision and keep putting Ryan Fitzpatrick in down the stretch when you were really looking for a playoff battle that could have been avoided. You could have been looking at a situation where Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tua was getting his chances in week 16 and 17 before you entered the playoffs and they ruined that. So I, I, I think Deshaun Watson's the only person that you trade him for, you know, unless it's another huge superstar <laughs> or something, but that's not happening. And if that's not the case, I mean, you, you, you got a fifth overall pick on him. You, you got to give that time. You got yeah, to, you got to, yeah, you, you got to have patience with that. No, but you they brought, it was brought up Jalen hurts though. His his counterpart, 
And Carson Wentz is a guy that you could absolutely see being moved. What are your thoughts on Carson Wentz and his position in, in Philadelphia? So uh, what, what's, what's the new coach's last name? Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. Yes. Okay. Apparently from what I've been seeing and hearing is he really wants to keep Wentz that he thinks the Wentz problem can be fixed. I personally think the Wentz problem is tailored completely to injuries. I mean, you're talking a shattered ACL. Then you're talking a broken back. Then you're talking a major concussion in back-to-back-to-back years. Ever since that back injury, his throwing motion has been off. He hasn't been able to put the zip on the ball. He hasn't been able to find the accuracy. And unless it's a total scheme overhaul, I don't know if that's something that can actually be fixed. I I think that's more the contract problem than the Jared Goff situation because it almost seemed like, you know, it seemed like they thought they won that draft and they were going to double down and show it by giving Wentz that money. And now they're looking back saying, oh, crap, what do we do? Went, I, I, don't, I don't know if it can be fixed in, in Philly. I think they are looking to do a, a lot of different things there or they're going to have to find some – big name wide receivers to put around him. And it'll be a situation where the the talented players around Wentz are making Wentz. But if you ask me, I think it's Jalen Hurts who needs to be given the shot come the start of next season. Yeah, I think I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I think that Carson Wentz just, he needs a change of scenery is what it is. It's one of those guys that just needs a complete reset in terms of, in terms of scenery. And Wentz is one of those quarterbacks that is, he, he can play. He is a geek. He has the potential of being a yeah. good quarterback, and this team is going to be brought up a lot throughout the rest of this show. And it's the Indianapolis Colts. We mentioned it with the with the coaching change there, and the coaching change in Philly with Nick Sirianni and his relationship with his former team, the Indianapolis Colts. It might be an easy place. You like you like gave me a. It seemed like you gave me a nasty look for picking Indianapolis. Not, not you. You you keep going. You keep going. I'll, I'll okay, rebuttal. Okay, you, you say your piece. Got it. Got it. No, I think that I think that relationship, though, with Sirianni and the Colts, you could end up seeing Wentz get sent over uh, to Indianapolis. I think that there there might have to be more packaged into that, though, on Philly's end to be able to get Indianapolis to bite on that contract, though. I don't think this is an easy move for Philly to make. And you could end up with Wentz and Hurts uh, for the rest of next season because you cannot deal that type of contract and what uh, he brings to it. I mean, with. With with the with the uh, with um, Jared Goff on the other hand, with money, he doesn't have an injury problem. He doesn't have injury concerns, so it's like you don't have to worry about that. And Carson Wentz, you do. So you're going to have to package stuff for with Wentz to get him out. What are your thoughts on on where he goes? Well, well, first with with this comment, uh, you say he's been healthy the last few years. And as far as playing games and being on the field, yeah, he has. What I mean by, you know, not being healthy was in the sense of a, a football player is never 100% healthy. Like since he's gotten back on the field, he has not looked the same. He has not looked the part. He has not looked as the Carson Wentz we saw get drafted and set the world on fire. You got to remember, we're talking about a guy who was an MVP candidate two seasons in a row and dropped off largely because of the injuries he had. So that's what I mean by that. The divide a locker room thing. I mean, when guys are coming up and this has been said about Nick Foles, it's been said about Jalen hurts. When these guys are coming in as your backup and being more of a leader than you, 
that is a problem. And I don't think that he can go to the Indianapolis Colts with that mentality. I think if he goes to the Indianapolis Colts, and you're going to be like, are you crazy? To me, this is a lateral move for the Colts. From Phillip Rivers, I think it's a lateral move for the Colts. I think it's a move that it looks like Phillip Rivers did in his last year with the Chargers. You're bringing in a guy who loves to sling the ball and has been throwing a lot of interceptions. You're looking at a guy who's finding his one favorite receiver and then missing on a lot of other guys. Indianapolis is in a win-now mode. And you're going to hear, like you said, you're going to hear this Colts name come up a lot because they're a quarterback away from doing something really big. Phillip Rivers wasn't bad by any means, but he wasn't. he's not the guy who gets you over the top. And it sucks to say somebody with such a great career, but that was the case. Like, you drop you dropped some interceptions. You you got some great decision making as an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett, but you didn't get the guy who does that next move to get you over the top. Indianapolis is going to be one of those teams that for I think at least the next maybe two or three years, they're just going to be rotating old veteran quarterbacks just to see if they can actually seal the deal and get to that next level. In terms of Indianapolis, let's pull back up this graphic here of what these quarterbacks on this list are. If you're Indianapolis, which quarterback are you pursuing the hardest other than their Deshaun Watson and other than your Aaron Rodgers? Because those guys are just those guys are staying put. But in terms of in terms of Stafford, Prescott, Darnold, Wentz, Garoppolo, all these guys on this list, you're Indianapolis. Who are you pursuing the hardest? Me personally. So there's been a conversation about Jimmy G. Uh, He he was linked to. Uh, being a part of that DeForest Buckner trade, but, you know, it never gained any legs and never walked off. If I'm the Colts, if I'm the Colts, I'm going with Stafford. I, I think he's kind of the perfect guy for this situation. You got an up-and-coming receiver in Michael Pittman. You got a, a proven receiver who had a down year uh, in T.Y. Hilton, but I think that could change with the Matthew Stafford. Look, Matthew Stafford is 32 years old. He's not done by any stretch of the imagination. He threw for over 4,000 yards last last year. He threw for over uh, 25 touchdowns, 10 picks in the 16 games. I get it. Now, he's had a small injury program, uh, problem, but it's because he hasn't had an offensive line in, 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 in Detroit. Indy's front line is one of the best in the NFL right now. That type of protection, having guys like Jonathan Taylor, having a – back who can run out and catch passes like Naheem Hines. And don't forget, Marlon Mack will be back if they decide to read him up and keep him. That that running – no, they've already let him go. No way. There's no way. I, I, they haven't already – they haven't came out and said it, but there is no way Marlon Mack comes back in Indianapolis. No way. I, I don't I don't know if that's true, man. A lot, of, a lot of teams are liking this running back by committee approach because, one, it keeps your running backs healthy longer – and two, they can all do so many different things. And you, if you already have a defense with an Xavier Rhodes and and a Darius Leonard, and uh, I forgot the other uh, Okariki, Okariki, these guys who are putting up things like that on the defense, why not have as an explosive of an offense as you can? You're, you you got to imagine they're not really going to have a third receiver. So if you can make that happen out of the backfield, why not? And I think Stafford having those weapons towards him, an offensive line and a front office that is going to do right by him, puts him in a win-now situation that he needs. Yeah, I, I just I don't see him coming back because we also have to bring up the one of the one of the many villains of the fantasy football season here, Naeem Hines. 
Uh, he's also still there. Jordan Wilkins. I I, I got to look up the research on the on the contracts of the, of, of Wilkins, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's there as well. You still have those two guys in the backfield, Wilkins and Naeem Hines. I take Mac over Wilkins all day. I would too, but why would you pay him? <laughs> why would you pay him that? I mean, you, you, there's no point of well, you could save because Con- Stafford has a bit, has a decent sized contract. So you have to be able to free up some space for that. Yeah. So you bring in you bring in Stafford. You there's no way you have Marlon Mack there. I, I know we have some quarterbacks here that we wanted to talk about here, but which one of these guys on this list interests you the most? Which one are you vibing a lot? Which one are you thinking about? What which one has your eye from this list? So this one it's funny because. This question is the only time I'd ever really think of this quarterback, and it is Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> a lot of, you know, he, he was a big question mark leaving New England. You know, the 49ers put their trust and faith in him. They liked what they saw, brought him in, paid him immediately, $137.5 million. And the first thing he does is tear his ACL. Heartbreaking, I understand. Then he comes back, has a great year, takes him to the Super Bowl. Like, all things are looking up. But when you think about that Super Bowl run, what was the first thing you really mentioned about the San Francisco 49ers and that team? Their defense. Their defense. What yeah. would you say the second thing would be? Uh, George Kittle. <laughs> and the third? Their running game. Exactly. That's three you can get to before you even start thinking about Jimmy Garoppolo. He wasn't the reason they got to the Super Bowl. He was enough of a reason they didn't miss one. They had a solid quarterback who could manage the game and play within the scheme. Now, that's not to say that Jimmy G is not a decent quarterback. He can still do a lot of things. He's still young. And if he puts in the right scheme, I think that he can find a good place. Let's go over this. So 24.1 on the contract this year. The 49ers are going to be looking for options. I'm not saying they won't be okay going back with him next season, but they're looking for options because if they can move him, it's only 2.8 against their salary cap and dead money. That's nothing. There's a conversation about Deshaun Watson. Of course, everybody would like to have Deshaun Watson. Get it. You know where I like Jimmy G to go? And uh, our boy Dante's in here. He's going to hate this, maybe. I wonder what he'd say. Uh, I like him going to Washington. I think the Washington football team is a good spot for him to land. They just hired Martin Mayhew as a GM. He, coming from the 49ers, very familiar with what Jimmy G can do. Uh, The scheme, I think, is perfect for him. You know, you've got a running back in J.D. McKissick who can who can catch the ball out the backfield. You got a bruiser in Antonio Gibson. You got a tight end that you would love in Logan Thomas. He's off of one of his best seasons, six six touchdowns, 72 receptions, 670 yards. You got a number one receiver in F1 McLaurin, who's very much like Debo Samuel in the way he runs his who? routes and gets open. Who'd you F1 just McLaurin. Terry who? McLaurin, F1 McLaurin. F1 McLaurin? As in an F1 McLaren? Oh, you know, oh, come on, come on, come on, catch up. Catch up. You, you gotta be there with me. You gotta be there with me. Right? I didn't catch that one. I didn't catch that. But hey, I I'm gonna be completely honest with you. When you brought up Jimmy Garoppolo, I kept thinking game manager. I keep thinking game manager. That's what he is. I feel like he's a game manager. He's a he's a he's a, he's a Ryan. He's a a poor man's Ryan Tannehill. He's a slightly <laughs> low average game manager. But and you brought up Washington. I was like. I don't know if they could use a game manager, though. I think in Washington, they might need someone more than just a game manager. And then I thought about what Ron Rivera did with Kyle Allen in Carolina. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, oh, Kyle Allen was a game manager, and he didn't do so bad. And then I'm thinking, oh, wait a second. That defense is really good. 
oh, wait a second. Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith got them to the playoff. Well, barely got them to the playoffs. Yeah. Wait a second. They could be a game manager away from actually doing good. Okay, it makes sense now. It literally you are basically I- sitting. You're basically sitting at an upgraded QB, almost regardless of what you do here. And Jimmy G is, to me, in this scenario for the Washington football team, is the type of upgrade you look for. It, Sorry would you, to cut you off. If, if, you're, if you're Washington, though, and you don't give up a first-round pick for Garoppolo, which I don't think he will cost you that, do you then try and draft like a Trey Lance or, or like a – I don't want to say Mac Jones because Mac Jones is going to New England whether you like it or not uh, – would you try and draft though someone like that to try and learn under Jimmy G until until he's done? Uh, no, not not for Washington because here's the thing: you saw, like you said, they got to the playoffs with a Dwayne Haskins and an Alex Smith. So when you get a Jimmy G, you have you have a little bit of time. So I'm not saying don't draft a QB, but don't draft one that early. Get another weapon for for them. They needed offensive help. And I don't think Jimmy G's the upgrade that makes all the guys around him better, but they they complete more passes, they eat up more yardage. So I I go and get another I go and get another receiver, or or maybe I do bolster that line and get them back to the Hogs of 2018. Um, may, maybe I look in the linebacker department in the second round. I think you do give up. I think the 49ers will ask for a first rounder because they're they're letting go of Jimmy early. I mean, it's three years in. They can ask for one. There's not. I mean, go. I'll pull this list back up here of, of what quarterbacks are available. Deshaun Watson's worth a first. Aaron Rodgers is worth a first. Dak Prescott's worth a first. And that's it. Sam Darnold will get a first because he was a third round pick and he's still on his rookie deal. Sam, I don't think he will. I think that's a Josh Rosen situation. If they if they move on from him, that he's just going to be they're just going to move him move on from him for the same type of price that uh, that's that, that uh, Josh Rosen was. But I don't think I, I we can go back into that. We talked about that a little bit last week with the Sam Darnold thing and and the trade offers you get for him. He's not available. I, if I'm Robert Salah, I'm giving him one more year of a chance. I'm giving him a fresh start. And giving him, I saw a mock draft, Mo Kuyper's mock draft that he recently did. He had the Jets taking Devontae Smith with the second pick. Yes, he did. I saw that. I I don't hate that. I mean, I, I, I would rather, I yeah. think I would rather them take an offensive lineman and then go for a wide receiver with the next pick because it's a, you can find a good wide receiver much easier than you can find a good offensive tackle. But that's beside okay. the point. I like them building around Sam Darnold. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Draft a Devontae Smith, draft a Travis Etienne, draft a Jamar Chase. Do whatever you can to give him as many weapons as you possibly can, but you're yeah. going to need to protect him. But you need to give him a shot is my point, though. Yeah. AJ. For, for, forgive me. Forgive me for this. I, I, I know I've been all over you. It's okay. I, I want to address this last point on the Washington. They just made the playoffs last year. Yeah, we, we, we did note that. But, again, think about how they got there. They got there on the back of Antonio Gibson and on the back of that defense holding teams. Their quarterback situation, Dwayne Haskins was a mess. Kyle Allen got hurt. Alex Smith could barely get out of the pocket. He was decent enough to do what he's always done, throw short, quick passes and get him out and hit Terry McLaurin here and there. That's not enough. And they got into the playoffs on the teeth of their skin, 6-10 and 10 team. 
teeth. Right? Six and ten team, right? Maybe maybe seven and nine? You said teeth is their skin. The skin of their teeth. Yeah, right? They were and like I said, they're in the worst division in the league. That they need to know that they can compete. They don't want to just get out of the NFC East. They need to be able to compete. Uh, again, Jimmy G is not the best quarterback out there, but we are talking about QBs that are going to be going to places that kind of fit. They're going to land in places. It's not an all-out blitz grabbing these guys. They're going to land in places, and that's why I think Jimmy G would work there. So I just wanted to hit that, and I will leave Washington alone. Back <laughs> to you, sir. Thank you for that. No, 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 you're good. I, I literally, like I said, you brought up Jimmy G, and I was like, ah, man, I don't like this. And then I started thinking about it, and then he started talking about it. I was like, ah, you know, I kind of like this. Because like I said, I think I think you look at Ron Rivera and his success that he had in Carolina. He did it with, he had decent, I mean, let's not say that they're a great team with Kyle Allen, but Kyle Allen, I believe, was undefeated at one point with that yeah. Carolina Panthers <laughs> offense, with that Carolina Panthers team. And Ron Rivera yeah. was, was at the helm of that. So you bring in another game, man, like an upgraded game manager, you gotta have guys like Terry McLaurin. Don't forget Antonio Gibson is going to be better this year. Steven I, Sims. Exactly. I think that they have a uh, the potential of doing good, and I like it, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Let me uh yeah. let me get your last take here on this on this last one. Which one are you avoiding? Who are you avoiding? Avoiding? Yeah, who are you avoiding? <sighs> oh, Chat, okay. Who are you? Other than Mitchell, for me. Other than Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky is too easy. He's too easy. Well, then I'll say this about Mitchell Trubisky. It (laughs) physically hurts me to watch Mitchell Trubisky play football. Physically hurts me. Yep. On that list. uh, It physically hurts uh, a lot of people. Right. Give me that list one more time. And I think, you know, it's this, this actually hurts me to say, I'm, I'm probably going to avoid Cam Newton. Um, I, Look, he's I don't one think the, that's actually going to be one of the few guys on this list that's actually going to be a free agent. Yeah, yeah. The other name I thought about was Ben Roethlisberger, but I don't think he leaves. He means too much to Philly if he's going to. No, wow, uh, to the Steelers, <laughs> to Pittsburgh, if he's going to keep playing. Um, so, so Cam Newton's the next one that comes to mind. And yeah, how how long is it going to be until he abandons the I'm a runner QB? Like, and he used to have a powerful arm. He could throw it deep down. Now, granted, there were no weapons in New England, but he didn't show me you could overcome that problem. And and if it's me, he it's so hard to say. I love Cam Newton. I love Cam <laughs> Newton. I was really rooting for him, but you couldn't get it done with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. I just, I, I where else are you going to go where they really can scheme you to look good again? You know, it, it's going to be hard press for me. He, for me, he he becomes a backup. And gets in there as somebody gets injured. He's the new Tyrod. Was going to take started for him, but he's the new yeah. Tyrod Taylor, in my opinion. He's going to get. He's going to get a job. He's going to. He's going to come in, be a backup, and then maybe get a chance, and then just not. not no one ever play. gave Tyrod Taylor a chance, man. That that bugged me too. I really wanted to see, you know, what he could really do. Sure, at Buffalo, he had all that that work and so on and so forth. But then, I mean, once they benched him for Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Ooh. But every time, oh, he got injured a little bit. We're just gonna move on. Like, get get him a situation where you didn't just draft a high QB and see and if he plays. And you don't stab him in the in the lung and puncture lung. Lung where he can't <laughs> yeah. actually play. Yeah, that's that's yeah. A, that's a thing. Yeah. So, uh, oh wait, what is this? So, you, so I, I want to read. That. I'm I'm in mid read of this comment because there's money in it. 
<laughs> you guys should run a contest. Which quarterback is going where? Charge twenty per guest. Winner gets an auto. Oh, okay. I like this deal. I like this deal. Maybe we uh maybe we get halftime sports collectibles uh involved in Gotta that. Work on here. We see what we can do. But AJ, yeah. do you have any final thoughts as we close the show out here, buddy? Hi. Oh, I don't want to know. Of course. Sorry. 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 I don't mean to cut you off here. <laughs> but let everyone know the beautiful people in this chat stick around for after we close the show. We are going to, of course, have our final countdown where we talk with you beautiful people in the chat. If you have any questions, if you have any talking points, we'd love to talk it out with you guys. This is the place, okay? This is the number one place where sports fans can be sports fans and enjoy this beautiful sports world that we live in together as sports fans. Yeah. Hey, you got any final words to reclose well this thing said. out? I do have some final words. Here are said final words. Hey! Oh, wait, this is a video. What's up, Vinny? How goes it, man? <laughs> there was no better time to do this. We just got done with our championship week coverage on Sunday, and I'm still buzzing from the show. What a great day we had. So much fun, and we couldn't have done it without you. I, I, I can't thank you enough, man. Having this experience and getting to meet you the way we did and launching into this podcast called The Rough Cut has been nothing short of amazing. Um we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep moving up. And I couldn't imagine doing it without you. So happy birthday, man. Don't get too old too fast. Keep that youthful, young, a-hole mentality you have <laughs> in a prime and peak, pristine position. And we're going to do big things. Happy birthday, my friend. Look forward to being with you next year on your next birthday. We go on and on, but hey, can't be a lighting fan. The worst. Hey, love, it's Johnny and Colin. We just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. We're very sorry that we can't be there with you today, but we hope that you have a very special day. And, you know, as Mom always said, if you had been her first, you would have been her last. Happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday Vinny man uh, thank you for being a great friend the past couple of years helping me through everything good times and the bad I've had some great conversations and I appreciate you very much happy birthday buddy <laughs> hey there Bill it's Jared over here at Jared World how goes it Listen now, Bill, we go back on four flats on the Cadillac, so why don't we help each other out here and get a trade done for step on? Unscripted! How is this unscripted? How do you not have any of this written down? It's time to see what I can do to test the limits and break No right, no wrong, no rules for me. Everybody in the club, it's your birthday. 
Happy birthday, babe. Love you too. And beyond. wife alicia for helping me and getting everyone to put those videos through uh bailey uh, we got bailey to talk that's awesome we got bailey to talk. <laughs> yeah uh so thanks to everyone who helped put that video and sent me your videos to put that together hope you enjoyed it that was fantastic man that was amazing what i i don't have words I, you're gonna have to close the show now i can't <laughs> i don't have words to well it, it goes without saying you're you're one of our favorites, everybody who's in the chat and on the comments and in your life. So we, we thank you for being you. Uh, we do this show. You host it well. So tomorrow we will be here at 8 p.m. Almost on the dot. It depends on Vinny. And <laughs> uh, we got some good topics for you, as always. Fun and Games Friday. Apparently, Vinny doesn't want to let it go. So we are throwing down the Madden gauntlet, apparently, on Friday. Y'all can watch how horrible we are at this video game. And uh, you know where to find us on social media, right at Twitter at roughcut underscore sports on Facebook at rough cut sports, the rough cut sports cast on Instagram. And for you, Vinny, tell somebody hit that like, hit that share, hit that follow, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell your cousin, tell your friend down the street, tell your neighbor across the street, tell that guy that takes your newspaper, tell everybody <laughs> and of course halftime sports collectibles where we get memorabilia we love basketball football hockey maybe some soccer i don't know but that's how we do it right here on the rough cut sports cast day in day out Vinny, one last time any final words i'm gonna have to do a live chat with everyone after this it's oh i'm already like in t- I'd- Oh, you got me on my feels, man. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. If you're not in the if you're not in the chat, if you're not in the video, you just missed the greatest thing in the world, okay? Yeah. And then you're gonna miss the greatest chat in the world. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you next time.